Hello, hello! Welcome to the Conversion Stack Podcast, first season, me.inc. Today is the fourth episode, which brings me to talk about a very interesting state for thought leaders, and that is self-awareness. So today I will be sharing a personal insight about self-aware beings, how it is tied to organizational systems and processes such as marketing analytics, a procedure shared by Anthony Chan, CEO, managing partner and founder of a venture capital firm called QWall, which helps in self-awareness, inculcating the habit of self-awareness and a very personal story. You know, self-awareness is a very mysterious concept which typically falls in the bracket of spirituality. But here is how I see self-awareness. Let me start with an example. Have you noticed how sensors work in an IoT environment? You know, I'm referring to the Internet of Things. They receive data for very specific parameters they process them and act upon them based on their internal configuration. Let's take a fire sensor for instance. It can sense heat, temperature fluctuations and maybe sometimes smoke too. It then indicates to you on an app if something goes wrong or just informs you with that data. I actually recall a conversation with one of my IoT clients who mentioned that a major attribute for smart embedded systems is the notion of self-awareness. Hmm, interesting, right? And think about it. This notion enables an embedded system to monitor its own state and behavior, which is something internal, and also the external environment. The way I see it is that self-awareness is an existential behavior which you can't just get away with and that's true even for marketing systems to sustain. Are you wondering what are the dots that I'm connecting and how am I going to bring about self-awareness and marketing together? Let's just for a minute think about the famous five stages of awareness listed by Eugene Schwartz in his book, Breakthrough Advertising, which has got to do with being aware of each uh, stage which a customer goes through. And it's actually about segregating the journey based on the customer's awareness of your brand. Let's take the example of marketing analytics. This is another very interesting example that gets connected to self-awareness. Analytics helps you be aware and find answers to questions like, who is my audience? What do they need from me? Why would they like my product or service? Are they asking for something that I can give? You know, so many such questions are answered by marketing analytics and it is a point of self-awareness that helps you start asking these questions and finding answers for them. The point I have for you 
is that when self-awareness can be applied to large organizations and machines, think about it. Why not someone like us? Being self-aware helps you receive inputs from all around you without any bias. And clear thinking on top of it helps you process it and you could put it to good use. So it's a cycle. When you develop better self-awareness, you are able to articulate your thoughts better both within and outside your company. This in turn adds more interest from people who discover you and your thoughts. If you had to run a thought leadership campaign and measure it, you would see that metrics look like, you know, numbers around number of media mentions, number of followers, number of early subscribers, number of content shares, the reading or listening time, what could be your influencer score, and things like that. What I'm going to share here now is something that I read in a Forbes article by Stephen Fressinger, and it goes like this. Self-awareness changes everything. It is a, an entrepreneurial superpower. It's an X factor. But why? Because it takes us from thinking to knowing. That in turn gives us confidence and certainty. When we have certainty, we change and everyone notices. We stand taller, our voice is deeper, and we make better eye contact. Anthony Chan is the CEO, managing partner, and founder of a venture capital firm called Qball. He also has authored a best-selling book called Heart, Smarts, Guts, and Luck. Funny, isn't it? He quotes in a Harvard Business Review article that self-awareness is a critical factor for business building success. Now, the tougher quote to crack is how to become more self-aware. And he lists down three steps to become self-aware as an entrepreneur or leader. This part of the episode is got to do with, has got to do with a lot of tactics to inculcate self-awareness for yourself. The first tactic is what I just spoke about and has been prescribed by Anthony Chan. And this is how it goes. It has three steps. The first one is test and know yourself better. Having a framework for self-awareness helps you bucket your strengths and weaknesses. There are many tests that you could use, for instance, Myers-Briggs, Predictive Index, Strengths Finder. After this, the second step is watch yourself and learn. In another HBR article that I found, Peter Drucker mentioned that whenever you make a decision or take a key decision, write down what you expect will happen. Nine or 12 months later, compare the results with what you expected. Now, Drucker calls this a self-reflection process called the feedback analysis. Many successful people follow similar practices. For instance, 
Warren Buffett. He has made it a habit for years to write down the reasons why he's making an investment decision and later look back to see what went right or wrong. That was the end of the second step. Now let's move to the third step. That is, be aware of others too. Why not? Self-awareness is crucial while building a team. And knowing your natural strengths and weaknesses makes you a better recruiter and also someone who can build a team. But you also must be an acute observer of other strengths and weaknesses. In fact, effective teams are made up of people who both understand and complement each other. Now, let me tell you a story about my own life. You know, after fighting a season of severe anxiety and depression in March 2020, which is this year, it was so important for me to practice self-awareness. It can sometimes get, get really worse. Like, you know, it could sound like you're walking on a tight rope that's 100 feet above the ground. You don't know when your thighs start doing that shaky little dance. You start swimming in your own sweat and it can get really scary. It turned out later that being self-aware and being aware of the environment around me and inside me helps me gain that balance. So I put together this four-step mechanism, which I applied in my own life. I call this pausing, breathing, resettling, and moving away. Let me repeat that. Pausing, breathing, resettling, and moving away. Also, there is another popular technique, but not many apply it, and probably because it sounds too simple. In fact, this is something that my mother taught me when I was a kid, and it also helped me fight peer pressure, and this is how it goes extremely simple. Hear me out. Stand in front of the mirror. The thing is, when you can't find an inner mirror, use a real one and you will see yourself in a different way each day. A little warning for this is, what you see would always be filtered by the perspectives that you carry for that day. And if you use any other coping mechanism to bring your self-awareness, please do drop in a comment for the rest of the world to learn. The link in the description of this episode has the list of people, companies, tactics that I just spoke about. And as a signing off note, self-awareness to me is not so much about what you wear on body it is much to do with what you wear on your mind stay safe we will meet next week until then bye